Alright, so I couldn't get it out of my head this week, um, both when I looked at these scripture readings, um, sorry Mike for, for that brief one there. I got down a little eventually. Yeah, um, and, uh, but knowing that we were actually going to be gathering on the actual date for, for Veterans Day, um, in the Mark reading, it even talks a little bit about giving honor. Um, and I was reflecting on um, when we give honor to somebody for who they are or what they've done, the service they've given, what are we really saying? And what causes us to give honor to some and actually in some cases dishonor to some? Um, and what does that really mean? And sometimes is it a passing notion, you know? Thank you for your service, way of giving honor, but you know, we, we really don't take it any further than that. Um, so I wanted us to spend a little bit of time reflecting on that and thinking about what does it mean in our uh, faith with God? What does it mean to honor God? To give honor and praise to our God? Um, and how might God actually honor us? Um, so these were the questions that were running through me this week, and um, I don't mean to necessarily uh, answer them all, but I'm hoping to kind of paint a little bit of picture for some of our own reflections today about this. Um, you know, first of all, I think that the, the uh, Ruth reading needs a little explanation. It's so hard, you've heard me say it before in the Hebrew Scriptures and what we call the Old Testament. Um, it's so hard because these are often very nitty-gritty stories filled with a lot of background and we just pluck little pieces out of them. You can read all of Ruth, though. It's only four chapters long. Um, and, uh, uh, and, and so what's the context uh, for, for what's really going on here? So what you have to understand is that um, Noah... Naomi, uh, Ruth's mother-in-law, was over, is from Israel, but she's over in Moabite territory, which is not in Israel, it's further east. And, um, and while over there, uh, two of her daughters, uh, two, well, no, sorry, not two of her daughters, um, sons, uh, marry, both marry um, Moabite women. Okay? But both the sons die, and Naomi loses her husband while they're over there, and Naomi's away from her home territory. And she tells um, Ruth and uh, and her sister to uh, to go back to the Moabite, to their families, to their clans, and find somebody else to marry in their own clan. Um, Ruth decides not to do that, and you might remember this because it's been put to music. Ruth says to Naomi, wherever you go, I will go. Um, and follows Naomi back to Israel. Okay? Um, and if you understand how clan and tribal things work then, it was, it was worse than even today sometimes. Um, a lot of barriers are kind of being broken here. So this is kind of a strange story that you read, Mike, because in the middle of it, you know, Naomi is encouraging Boaz uh, 
and Ruth to kind of get together, kind of setting them up a little bit, and gives Ruth instructions about how to, to what to do, and, and all of this sort of thing. And, and uh, so we end up having a baby, and Boaz says, I'll marry him. Kind of, that's the quick version of the whole thing. Um, and then Ruth gives the baby to Naomi. And what happens because of that um, is that this is the line that's going to lead to David and lead to Jesus. Um, and so what happens there is that by giving to Naomi, um, this baby is in the lineage that is going to become quite historic in David and in Jesus. Um, and so, uh, whereas if Ruth had kept the baby, um, it would have been Moabite and not in the line and all that sort of thing. So, um, so uh, that's just a little highlight of the whole thing. But it's all within the structure of rules of what it meant to do things right, what it meant to give honor. And the honoring that happens here is breaking all the rules of the system across clans and across lineage and a whole bunch of things like that. So uh, it's this nitty-gritty relationship story and relationship and connection and lineage and the land you have and where you're from meant everything in this time. Um, you know. And then we have the gospel reading where it's a question of the scribes who are looking at proper behavior and the people who are dressed properly and doing things properly and uh, they don't recognize this poor widow as having being so honorable by what she does with the little tiny bit that she has. And, um, you know, you think about how we all act and we all say we want to honor every human being and all that sort of thing. But the truth is we make judgments. The second somebody walks in this door, how they dress, how they walk in, how they act, whether they understand certain niceties, this all affects who we give honorable stature to. Um, you know, and there can be a lot of other things, not maybe as deeply rooted in the clan structure that they had back in the time of Naomi and Ruth, um, but clearly rooted in the prejudices that come from which part of the culture we are from versus somebody who might walk in this door. You know, that whole thing we judge a book by its cover, right? Um, sometimes the greatest book in the world ends up having a shabby cover. Um, sometimes the greatest human being in the world doesn't present well <laughs> at first presentation. Um, so, uh, we as a people um, living in the United States of America um, we kind of have a cultural system of honoring those who uh, serve us in that we send to different wars serve in the military and we especially honor those who have given the ultimate sacrifice of their lives um, and, uh, and we, we honor those who have been injured of mind, body, and spirit. Um, we, we honor those who maybe came back great, but still sacrificed a part of their life to go um, and serve for a cause that we said to them was worthy. And we know 
the tarnished history of that, we know that not everything we send people to is worthy. And we know clearly that during the Vietnam War, that many came back, and because we were so angry, so many people were angry about the war that we were in, um, dishonored the people who came back and served, who weren't part of making the decision about whether it was worthy or not worthy or whatever. Uh, we, we know that we've had that. We've had other times, World War II, I think we did a better job at, at giving honor to all those who came back and served. Um, but what I want us to reflect on a little bit, and we're going to second go into a little bit of pairing and sharing, is to think about how does this honor system work from God's point of view? Not from our point of view, um, but from God's point of view, how does this how does this honor system work? And we'll talk a little bit more about that on the other side of the, the pairing and sharing time. But I want you just to do a little bit of reflecting. And you can stay on the Veterans Day piece of this if you want to. But I also invite you to be broader about it, to think about what it means to honor or dishonor, what it means when you, um, when somebody honors you in some way. Uh, what, what's that look like? Has that happened in your life? You know, what does it mean? What's your intention when you're honoring somebody else? You know, um, well, what does that look like? And how do you decide who to honor and who not to honor? So I want you to spend a few minutes in the pairing uh, and sharing time talking about this, this question. And I just kind of put the highlight of it out here, but you can take it from any angle you want. Um, so who do you honor? Now this could be, um, people's names may come to you. Maybe a veteran. Maybe somebody else that you honor. Um, we've been trying to honor Betty Skidmore in this congregation, for example. Um, but it could be the type of person that you honor. Somebody who, who does certain things. Because honoring is sometimes about who you are, and sometimes about what you do. Um, sometimes about how you approach life that we honor somebody for. Um, but then the other question, which in a weird way might be harder, who honors you? Who has honored you in your life? Who has given that kind of honor back in your direction to you? All right? So let's spend a few minutes in uh, pairing and sharing time and uh, see what, playing around with this idea of Honoring and being honored um, comes up with for you. So, all right. So mix it up for a few minutes. Really important to be said about 
um, how we honor other human beings is that whatever notion we have, it needs to be broadened. Um, God honored us by creating us, creating humanity in God's image and likeness. We hear that in Genesis. And in many other ways, it comes through through the rest of the scriptures. When you think about that, it's pretty awesome, huh? But what that means is that not only are you creating them as likeness of God, but it also means the person you most don't understand, the person who you detest, the persons who are your enemies, the persons who come from a clan or culture that you just don't relate to at all, and you say, how could they possibly are created in the same image and likeness of God as you and me. Now there's another whole conversation about who's living out of that image and likeness. That's another whole question, but fundamentally, we are all, no matter where we are on this globe, creating the image and likeness of God. And God brings honor to us. And the question is how we live a life that also reflects that honoring and who we are and how we talk and what we do and how we continually broaden our perspective beyond the little view that we have. told this story before. It just came to me now and I'm going to tell it again. When the Iraq war was going on, I was serving our church in Walla Walla. That's the Iraq war after 9-11. And um, in our church, we held a vigil for all those who had died at some point. I don't remember how far into it it was now, but and, and we read all the names and told a bell. And there were a lot. But we included from the list that we could get um, the names of Iraqis who had died. Some soldiers, some civilians um, who had died. Um, and there were some people really angry at us. How dare you honor them? They're the enemy. And I tell that story just to say, God has a much broader perspective than any perspective we're going to have. And God has honored every human being from the very beginning by creating us in God's image and likeness. God may not always be happy with everything we do, but we are afforded that honor from God. Another challenge for us as we consider honoring is that um, it's much easier to give honor to those who do some things that we um, admire and agree with both. Um, 
that sometimes people do honorable things that we totally disagree with. They act honorably. They act out of their image and likeness of God, and they act with courage, and they act with faithfulness. Um, is it possible, for example, to honor a veteran who gave the ultimate sacrifice? And also honor a conscientious objector who believed it down to the depth of their soul. Can we honor both? Or do we have to choose? I'm not going to answer those questions for you, but I'm going to say that as we reflect on God's honor to us, the honor we give back to God, and the honor we give um, to others in our life, that whatever perspective we have, these scriptures, whether it's the Ruth passage or the Mark passage, where the scribes are thinking they're, they're doing everything right, it's the honorable thing to do things right, and certain people are not doing things right, that God is always wanting to open up the walls of the limits of where our, our honoring stops, and often, therefore, where our dishonoring begins. This is not the place to talk about every instance. This is the place as we open ourselves to God and to one another to pray that we will be expanded in our idea of what is honorable, who is honorable. And that even when we see someone who is doing dishonorable things, we at least take a moment to remember that they're creating the same image and likeness of God as you and me. And somehow, see with God's eyes, beyond whatever seems dishonorable to us, and see the wonder of that image and likeness. But I will conclude and say that as you look through the United States of America flag and see the cross behind it, um, you can take it from any angle you want. We could put every flag of the world up. But I, I was fortunate. You know, I, I was 17 when the Vietnam War draft ended. I would have been number five that year if I had been 18. And I never had to, to go. And um, I, I can't imagine what it is to be uprooted so young from everything that you know, to go so far away, and to be asked to do things that are, you know human beings should ever be asked to do. But to do it because you're asked by those who you trust. And maybe sometimes you believe in a bigger cause that it, that it will foster. And you do that, and you maybe give your life, and some people think you were all wrong. So on this Veterans Day, we take that moment give deep gratitude 
for every human being who has served, and especially those who gave everything. And we pray that because of their sacrifice, as we sit here in freedom, we may figure out even more deeply how we can give honor with everything we say and everything we do in our lives. Even if it means challenging the norms of our family, of our community, and our culture, that will be expanded into the divine vision of honor. And through that, that we might find a little more peace in this world.